good buys out there at the moment i'll cover some of those all right so this uh bitcoin etf situation you've got quite a few opening up today i don't know if all of them are or some of them or whatever but um if you like this sort of thing you can hop onto your brokerages and uh, look up those tickers and you can pick up uh btc in your etfs if you'd like um one of the things I might do is if I have some stocks that are heavily in the green, for example, I might rotate that directly within the brokerage account to uh, BTC ETF potentially. Um, although that's probably not the uh, the biggest uh, ROI at this point. Um, like last time I bought BTC was like seven, you know, 17, 18K, 16K, that region, closer to the cost of mine, and I kind of sold it around... 27 and bought a bunch of chain link and other shit um that was the better kind of return on investment at the time and it still is um i'm like you know btc could 2x you know you'd be cheering but the reality is like you know there's quite a few other things that are going to double much much faster um i thought i'd just cover a couple of those first um if you look at some of the charts that are out there um really some of the simplest shit like Litecoin, um, I would get, I would look at, um, it really kind of, uh, pretty much longs on, on Litecoin have been basically liquidated. It was like, went down to like 58. Um, it's really, really low and uh, easy sort of like two X in my, my opinion. So I kind of picked up some Litecoin yesterday. It's up like 10% today. And, um, I put a sell order in for a two X, and I think Litecoin can 2x within like, I don't know, a month or two. Pretty readily, um, pretty easy one there. Um, another one is uh, that got fairly wrecked in terms of chart action with the recent liquidations last week was um, Dogecoin. Um, it's like bear market low is around $0.05. Cents. It dropped to, I don't know, it's something like seven-ish cents um, on this most recent uh, dump. And um, it's currently at a really nice position with like these Doge One satellites and shit about to launch uh, with SpaceX. So that's an easy one at this point. Like um, it hasn't even gotten to its first FIB resistance um, at this level. I think the its FIB is like at, I think like nine something cents. Um, it's currently at about eight um, so pretty easy one there, um, and much more rapid return on investment, I believe, than uh, anything like BTC right now. Like these things can two x with snap of a finger, pretty much like soon as SpaceX news starts coming out regarding like launching the Doge One satellites, I think like uh, you'll see a two or three x 
on Dogecoin fairly quickly. If you look during the bear market, um, when Elon Musk was tweeting, were like on spaces uh, related to the X app, um, there were some, you know, like Doge to the moon comments he made during that just for fun. And um, Dogecoin like immediately 2x within seconds or whatever. Like, and I bought like immediately after he said the, the words, I pretty much went and bought some and then, um, you know, sold the pump or whatever. Um, Doge is a pretty easy one here. Like if I'm picking this up, I got it yesterday and then I'm like up about 10% on it also. And then I put a sell order in for it at about a 3x from here. Um, just kind of for reference, uh, pretty easy choice in my view, both of these. Um, and I think, uh, have a considerably better ROI than BTC at the moment. So both are pretty easy, um, easy things to pick up. Um, what else? Uh, I picked up some, uh, Adam yesterday at about like, uh, nine forty. it's about 1080 right now. Um, if you guys don't remember what, uh, sort of Adam bull markets look like pretty much talking about crazy candles that can emerge out of that. Um, it's bouncing off the bottom on its BTC pairing. And, um, I think like, um, Adam to about 20 is pretty rational fairly quickly over the next few months. So, um, definitely rotated some of my cosmos random shit into Adam again. And, um, um, I've kind of rotated a little bit away from like the AI narrative stuff, um, and gone like straight at him, which worked out really well yesterday. I'm up from like nine forty on that position to about 1080 at this moment. Um, let's see what other kind of things are happening. So ETH, um, obviously is sort of breaking away. Um, and usually when that happens, um, a variety of other things tend to go up. Like I picked up, um, optimism a while back. It's doing really nicely. I think it's got plenty of upside to go here. Um, I had planned optimism for essentially like a two X in a cell. I wasn't really like a big long-term holder of the thing. Um, and, um, pretty much like played the all time high breakout with the intent to sell it at a, maybe a two X or so. Um, what else? Uh, and it, but it's still at a pretty good spot right now. Um, let's see here. Um, Solana is back up to about 106.54. I originally picked it up at about 103 just for like, um, to ultimately flip it. It's fib resistance it is at 123. I think the probability that Solana goes back to all time high is pretty good. That puts it at like 257 bucks potentially. And, um, I'd be pretty comfortable here with just like getting a two X on Solana and jumping out of it. Um, I think something like that, just looking at price trajectory, I think something like that could happen within about like a month or two, which was what sort of happened back, um, in 2021, you got like pretty aggressive price movements within a few months. Um, and I think that's just what's happening with Solana again. Um, not a big special fan of Solana. I think it's just like a trading instrument for me. I'm just going to double that and dump it into something else. Um, what else here? Um, injective, um, is sort of like getting close to its high again, um, at about 44, six. Um, I think injective probably has like 
a two X in the tank. But if, at this moment, if you just say like, okay, you know, is injective the high, highest ROI? I would say probably not. Um, like it's probably the safer move to dump injective into Adam, quite frankly, or, you know, I think that like now is the moment of layer ones. Um, and with BTC going up, like layer ones tend to be highly correlated with it. So if BTC runs all time high and above, like the layer ones ought to do really, really nicely. Um, and I, what I mean by layer ones is not just like injectives, obviously layer one, but like the older layer ones, um, the high depth liquidity, high depth um, layer ones like Adam and Ethan, whatever I think are in line to sort of move. I sort of thought that was what would happen, which is why like with the ETF approval stuff, I dumped a lot into Adam yesterday. Um, Another one I talk about a lot is Chainlink. It's now like a budding against resistance for the fourth time. This is at 1580. I fully expect it to break now. I mean, like a fourth time attempting to break resistance is pretty much a given at this point, especially since like um, um, it tends to correlate a fair amount with ETH and with ETH on the rise. Um, I think uh, Chainlink is going to do quite nicely. Um I suspect it'll sort of like burn past 21 and head to like the $32 level. Um, and really beyond that, it's it's like to me, Chainlink is the, from here is like the 10X for me. I think that's a high probability move to about 144 bucks, two levels, two FIB extensions above the all-time high. And I think there's plenty of room left in this one to where like you don't want to be chasing shit that's already gone up a lot. Like I think the risk is way lower with uh chain length and a lot of other things out there in the market, uh, especially at current price. It's retested this 1580 level three times. It broke over to like 17-ish um, a couple of times. And I think this time you'll get the 21 and then 32. I've been kind of waiting for this for a bit, but it's consolidated for like, I don't know, let's see. Mm, it first tested 1580 at like 11 on November 3rd. It is now like, uh, what is it, January 11th. So, um, plenty of time to consolidate. I think Chainlink's an easy one here as well. Um, I cycled out of AKT. Um, that's the um, cloud cloud services platform coin um, and sort of AI narrative thing. I think the reason I did that yesterday was basically to get back into Atom just because I felt like that was where the money was at and I was correct. So I just moved from, uh, Kosh, which, uh, like mm, I sold it about, th I think three fifteen. it's at three sixteen at the moment. I bought Adam at nine forty, and Adam's now at eight, eight. I mean, sorry, that's now at ten eighty six. So made a good, like 10% gain there. Um, and pretty good rotation. Um, pretty easy to do that. Um, Let's see what else uh, here. Um, another uh, coin that's likely to do well next is going to be, I think, Kujira. Kujira sort of like tested 420. Um, it's put in a kind of a strange little chart where it's like someone keeps buying it at like 420. And I think has limit orders right there at like, and limit orders at about $4. So like, it continues to catch a bid right at $4 and it's basically hit $4 for like, I don't know. Uh, let me see here on the daily chart. Well, on the weekly chart, it hit $4 like four weeks in a row. Uh, and now is at 450. 
So someone's willing to buy it four dollars. I think whether it's market makers on Maxi or somebody continues to sort of buy it exactly at that level, which I think like is the floor price at this point. Volume for Kujira, and this is the Kuji token, if people don't know what it is, K-U-J-I, has really dropped off a lot, which is a really, really great sign. Um it's it would seem like counterintuitive, but that's the case. But usually in crypto what happens is the giga moves happen right as the volume drops to basically nothing. Um, it's happened to Kajira numerous times. And um, I think with the rest of the market being bullish, um, you know, I think Kajira is no different. It's only at 500 million market cap, so it has plenty of room to moon. I think like a 5 billion market cap for Kajira, this cycle is quite, um, quite feasible. And I'm going to expect to run this sucker to about like, 50 60 bucks this cycle and um i bought a whole lot more kajira um on these dips i bought some at five bucks about i bet i have a bunch of it from like under 50 cents and uh so i have plenty of it and i think what i'll do is i'll i'll run it for a 10x here and um i think that's a pretty feasible target for it um uh let's see what else here that i've been kind of playing with I kind of cycled out of Fetch AI. I'm probably going to regret having done that. Um, FET, it is kind of retesting its uh, recent high, and its all-time high is a buck twenty. But as of yesterday, I kind of felt like um, uh, Adam and Layer One was might be the better um, immediate play. Like Adam is kind of really just due to go to twenty bucks, like a two X from here, pretty quickly. But at the same time, Fetch may do the exact same thing um, with a smaller market cap. So I don't know. It's plus or minus. I think uh, either one would be probably fine. But um, I just haven't seen that whole lot of AI shit on my timeline lately. And so therefore, um, it's not really clear to me that the AI sort of like crypto narrative hasn't played out a bit. Um, so yeah, the, the two big things I picked up yesterday, which um, have really done well, are Litecoin and Doge. They were just basically punished so badly in terms of price that like they became really really easy choices to pick up um and litecoin uh, uh has already had its happening and everything and um its chart hasn't really caught much of a bid at all this season yet and i think with btc pumping um retail is going to start showing up and when retail shows up they start buying the shit that they know or the stuff that's on regular exchanges or high market caps and um, LTC, even during bear market, was like hitting $98 again and again. Um, and then kind of like dumped to 53.70 or so. And then now is like 72.80. So at the very least, you're going to see it like probably hit 98, break that, hit 129, um, which is the next FIB level up. So I pretty much put a sell order for Litecoin at 129 with the intention that uh, I'll just make like a quick 2x here. And um, I'm not a big like Litecoin holder. I've made money on it for like, I don't know, forever, like <laughs> every season, pretty much um, going back to like, uh, you know, 2019 or something like that. Um, yeah, I made pretty good gains on it. And then I'd sell it and just rotate into something else. Um, so Litecoin's a very easy choice here as far as if you look at where it's at it on the chart. So your goal is basically not to chase shit that's already gone up. That's a way to get wrecked. Um, the ideal thing to do is grab the things that have not gone up yet because in a bull market, fucking everything moons. 
you don't need to give a shit what it is, why it does what it does or nothing like this. Like, um, what happens is as, as things start to climb and break resistance and stuff, people will pump your bags on leverage anyway. So like if you can buy the bottom at support on some of these things, Doge is a great example. Litecoin's a great example. Other people come five X leverage and pump your shit. Um, and you can dump on them. So with no risk, pretty much you can do it with no leverage. You can do it with no stop losses because other people can play leverage and pump my bags because you guys are retards and that's what you do. Um, you're dumb enough to go play on le leverage and pump everything I own to infinity, which I can do at no risk and basically like, you know, steal everyone's money. So this is kind of what I do. I take everyone's shit and I then like buy other shit with it. And um, in the meantime, you guys lose money because what you do is you, you know, people that play on leverage and whatever fucking around. Um, all you do is pump my bags. That's what happens. Like you go take 5X leverage, put your stop losses, maybe get liquidated or whatever. All my spot bags basically get go moon and I don't have to take any risk at all almost when you buy the supports um, of things that haven't pumped yet. So this is the basic concept here. Uh, you fuck around and find out while I get rich. So good luck with that. Um, like people are stupid in this space and don't know what they're doing. And this is why um, every season is so fun. And why, like, you notice that I, did, I didn't leave during the bear market. Why? Because this is how I do things. Like, I buy everything in the bear market and you pump my bags the rest of the season. It's wonderful. Because um, <laughs> that's how this works. I tried to urge everyone don't leave during the bear market and people left anyway. I don't know what to tell you. Like, you're fucking stupid or something. You're, you got to get your psychological problems under, like, control. Take your Prozac, whatever the fuck else it is during bear markets and move on. But, like... The people that disappeared deserve to get like not as rich. That's just my, my take on that. Like it's that simple. Like you stay for the pain, you get the gains. That's how this works. And um, like so many things, the bear market was so damn cheap. Like, I don't know. I think I bought like I had Kujira during like the Terra crash or something. And I bought it like 50 cents or something or 25 cents. It's at like $4.56 now as an example. Um, and plenty of more upside to go. So you can definitely, um, like, you know, practice this like theory and strategy. There's just really nothing to it. Making money in crypto is a joke. Making money in stocks is a joke. The whole entire thing is just a hilarious video game. And there's just nothing to this stuff. You, all you have to do is pay fucking attention. Um, and you're going to have fun now. Um, but, uh, Pedro, what are you up to, man? You live in the dream or what? Uh, oh man, everything's pumping. To be honest, yes. absolutely everything. All of my bags are pumping. Um, Good. <laughs> one one thing that I was wondering about was uh, a cash. Uh -huh. I noticed you said you uh, you sold your cash and you're going to rotate it into something else. I did. I I, I bought. Yeah, I, I rotated at this price and I bought Adam yesterday at nine forty, and Adam's now at ten seventy. So I got a little bit of a you know ten percent ish move there. Um, a conscious sort of sat still a little bit. Um, you could rotate back theoretically, but I would say like, um, um, I, you know, it would, because L1s are sort of like, so the thing about the ETF is, um, it directly affects BTC price in a deterministic way. And when BTC gets affected, the biggest pairings with BTC, um, get affected directly, such as Atom, Ethereum, whatever. And um, so this is kind of like the moment for layer ones. So I think you could probably cycle back to something like Akash if it pulls back. So let's say Akash uh, goes back to like a buck 88. I think you could dump all your L1 winnings into it. But at this moment, like um, it could head off to its all time high, which is like 840. 
but at the same time like uh also things like doge and litecoin have better charts at the moment in terms of like being absolutely at the very bottom unpumped so you want to go into virgin territory like stuff that you know is is has not moved yet um so that that's the reason i did that and then like my theory is like the atom that i bought um if it moons quickly like if it runs to like and bear in mind like if you've ever go go back to like weekly or monthly candles on something like adam and you'll be like holy shit like the entire move will happen in like one month like it'll go from like 20 to back to all-time high like adam and you'll be like what the fuck just happened like it'll happen within a couple months so if that happens in a timely manner i'll probably take some of those um adam gains and i'll dump them into zephyr which um is still sitting about 20 bucks right now and like um you know like at a support it's zephyr is pretty much at support so you want to buy the stuff that's at support and sell the stuff that is it pumps first like timing this stuff is a bit of a like game but you get better at it as time goes on um but that's kind of my intention is like the akash and fetch are, are pretty decent i think like they have interesting charts they could break their highs and do all of that but i might cycle back into them if like some of these other things move quicker like for example if i can get a quick 2x on doge and litecoin I'll, i might sell those and then dump them back into some of these um like fetch and akash and things like that yeah i, d I did the same thing with fetch to be honest i i checked that into doge and i also checked a little bit into luna i don't know so, yeah luna, I'm, um, I'm hoping i'm hoping luna so is that like right at resistance which is 74 cents um well i guess it depends on how you chart it luna's charts a bit of a clusterfuck so it's hard to tell like where to put your fib levels and whatever but um yeah you know could uh luna easily run at this point now that it's pulled back yes i think so so that's probably a reasonable gamble um I, I think like an even easier gamble just by chart action is uh both litecoin and doge are easy gambles um and i use the word gamble all the time when i talk about this stuff because like you never really exactly know but um you're just measuring your um your relative risk relative like uh to how much like pullbacks these things had and um you know, everything moves up in a bull market. So it's like, you want the stuff that is like max wrecked. Um, another possible one that's um, uh, like, that's somewhat wrecked is um, Levana LVN. So that's on Cosmos, um, not an unreasonable one at this price level as well. Um, and I think it's starting to rise at this point. It's sort of like trying to break out of like 20 cents or something. I forget the exact price, but anyway. Um, yeah, a lot of cool stuff out there. Um, and um i think like uh now is the moment for layer ones is the th is the theme um so if you want like the low risk um old layer ones like i think they're gonna keep moving um ethereum just broke out of its like month month-long consolidation and it broke out of like the 2400 level and it's like 2640 now um i think it'll just keep on climbing to prior high it'll probably reach um, at least a ratio like BTC is to its prior high um, relatively quickly. Um, so as that happens, you're going to see a lot of layer one sort of like reflexively move with it. And um, and especially the older coins, which have a lot of liquidity pairings with Ethereum and Bitcoin. So when Bitcoin moves up, like some of the older coins can like get a little bit of a movement just like reflexively with the um, 
kind of market making connections and robotic connections that go between these things. But then like when ETH and BTC move, then you really can catch a move for something like Litecoin and um, Doge and you'll get an outsized movement. Like, so because ETH is going up, does not mean it does not mean you buy ETH. Like this is not what you do. Like ETH's right time to buy was like when it was like a thousand bucks. Like that was with the right time. There's the post FTX crash and all that shit. That was the best time to buy ETH. Like I'm not saying run off and go get that now. Your ROI is just not high enough on it, in my opinion. You're actually gonna have a faster like doubling time generally with something like Litecoin at this stage in the game. Uh Litecoin, Dogecoin. And of those two, you could argue that like Litecoin doesn't really have any news attached to it. Um, Doge will have like an instant pump soon as like Elon says something about the Doge one satellite or something because they're launching satellites to SpaceX, like some sort of Doge sponsored satellite with some fuckery. But um, yeah, it's like it's very probable that you'll see a pump regarding um, that. Like there's just a bunch of people that like immediately ape into Doge the moment Elon says something. So what you would want to do if you're playing this is like, if you picked up Doge right now, you'd probably, you could put a sell order at like 14 cents or maybe like what I did at 19 cents and just like let it ride. It doesn't have to get to prior high. It's not even that important. The important point is like when Doge moves, it moves really fast. Like, like, It'll jump one or two fib levels, just, you know, drop of a hat and you just have a sell order in there just for the, it's like winning the lottery pretty much, except that, it's, you know, it's coming. <laughs> like it, you just like, you just put a sell order in and just have it sitting there in a limit order. And, um, you don't need, don't put this stuff in your wallet or whatever, just go and like, just stick it on a Coinbase or whatever, put a limit order in and, and, uh, easy money. Like that's kind of what I do. Um, on those. L speaking of like L ones, have you seen, uh, Elf, A L P H. I've seen it. Yeah, I don't, I don't own any. I know um, yeah. Shigio I, likes it and whatever. I don't know what it does. Or whatever. Yeah, Ivan. Yeah, he's he's big into it. Um, and and to, to me on the small to me on the small market cap stuff, like I like Zephyr resonates with me a lot more. So um, yeah, I'm like anything that I would otherwise put into Al Alf or whatever, I just stick into um, Zephyr instead. Um, but I can compare the charts a bit for you a second. So if you look at um, ALPH, let's see what it looks like. Um, I think it was getting ready to, it broke yeah, an all-time high. Fly, I, think. Man. I, I got in, I even sent it to Bruce at uh, 21 cents. It's up to, I don't know, it must be about 220 or something now. Yeah, it's uh, it's got about... Uh, 5.8 million trading volume. It's got a market cap of 158,000. It's got a ridiculous, like fully diluted valuation of 456 million. So it's got a lot of high FDV. So the downside of this one is that like, there's a lot more team tokens willing to be sold or community tokens. Um, circulating supplies, only 66 million of its tokens. Total supplies, 190. So there's, it's like, it's plus or minus. Um, but if you were to say like which would be the easier buy now it's clearly zephyr um, and the reason is because its market cap is one third of this and it's at support whereas um alephium's kind of in more of a breakout territory already so break like alephium is good if you bought it like at um i would say like i don't know 12 cents or something like that um and you wrote it now to 238 um but as far as like if it's the it's not the first thing i'm picking at the moment as far as like immediate gain but it could do really well. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I could be totally wrong. It just simply straight, goes straight vertical. 
Yeah, I'm not sure I can justify putting any more into Zeph. No, no, don't. I, don't to be honest, I got in at six forty. Yeah. Well, that was my first buy, and then shit. I'd say my biggest buy, my, my average, 18, 27. Um, yeah, I think my I'll, average I'll right now is probably around sixteen, probably. Yeah, I'm a bit higher. I'm about 19, 19 and a half, just under yeah. twenty. Yeah, that'll be fine. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's plenty of um, room left to go in the bull market and stuff. So you'll get plenty of growth on small caps. So there's going to be some rotations. What will happen is, is that like layer ones will pump for a while. So BTC, ETH and whatever will do it to do their thing. And then all of a sudden everyone's rich because they have like they're going to take leverage on their ETH or whatever. And they're going to come pump my bags um, later. So don't like, there's no need to like concern yourself with like, oh, my thing hasn't moved as much as I thought it would or whatever. Everything's like, going to pump. Everything's going to pump. Yeah. It's just like yeah. the, the mistake to make is just messing around too much. And um, like, you know, um, don't over trade. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like a few, a few <laughs> things you can play with and, and trade whatever, but like most things should be left alone. And um, just basically everybody up. listening to the space is going to at least 10 next their money. Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Just hold your coins. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I, I, I may not want to like 10x in one thing. I might like want to do a 3x here and a 3x there and a 3x there, which um, is just like from probability perspective, it's much easier to find a 3x in a coin than it is to find a 10x in a coin. So well, that's the whole that's the whole theory with the whole Litecoin and that sort of thing because yeah, it's an exactly. easy it's an easy like it's like a guaranteed thing. Um, yeah, it's almost guaranteed it's like at these link. levels. Uh, 25% of my portfolio is link. And I that's only because I know I'm going to get... Well, You know it's going up. Yeah. Yeah. I like, know from where you'd I have to be a retard to fumble the link back. It was going to be a 15x. So yeah. From yeah, here, yeah. it's probably about another five. I think from three. here, it's... I think from here to all-time high, it's still a th uh, over a 3x. But I think like um, Link has the potential to really like do an Ethereum move this season, uh, like old school, like, you know, GigaSend. So I think like it's one of the highest utility um, like coins in the space and um, like smart money is most definitely going to be buying it. And, you know, if ETFs and things get approved for it in the future, because SEC has never gone after Link, like they for some reason they've left them alone. I'm not sure why. Um, there's not really a good reason for them to have left them alone. They, they have like, like a lot of team tokens and it's basically a security, but, um, whatever the case may be, they haven't messed with it too much. So they're more likely to get an ETF approval as a result of the fact that there's like no attention on them at some point in the future. So like, there's not, they're another one that like could really giga send. Um, plus they have tons of new shit, like the build program and, you know, CCIP and universal gas token stuff. And like, ton of narratives to play out for the next several years so like if i had to be a bag holder on a coin like let's say link goes up and then it dumps whatever link is an easy one to be a bag holder for the next three years on and be very very comfortable with it so like you can you can basically spend outsized money on link where you can't do that with some other things especially at these levels um especially at these levels so i added a bunch of link yesterday at like 14 bucks and that's up already to 1535. Um, just because like, uh, as soon as the ETF stuff started looking like approval was in, in play, I was like, all right, I'm going to add some here. It's, it's definitely going to break its 1580 resistance this time and head to, I think, 32. 
Um, and uh, even if I wanted to sell that position for a quick 2x, um, by quick, I mean like, let's see, oh, I don't know, like by February, I think uh, between this month and February, I think you're going to see some like a very impressive monthly candles or weekly candles too. Um, if you go back and like convert your charts to monthly candles for a minute, you'll notice that like um, with things like Chainlink, like take an example, there was one month back in 2020 in August where it moved from like $6.80 to $20 in one month, right? So there is plenty of precedent for this sort of shit to happen. Um, it's in the past, like in 2021, it went from, let me see, like uh, $11.23, it popped within one month to $27. So I'm going to bet here that like, even within January, it's quite possible you just have a giga candle here and hence send straight to 32, which would be a 2x from here, um, which would be at resistance on the FIB. And that would be very, very feasible to have happen at this, at this level, especially with the rest of the market, like liquidity rising and people's like leverage potential going up. Now, like I said, I'm waiting for leverage people to pump my bags. That's how this works. Um, everything else is just like... Um, window dressing. <laughs> and so I think like, and if, and if it hits 32, like it's just a stone's throw away from all time high, the all time high becomes a given. So you, nobody's going to sell at 32 unless you're retarded. Um, because like you could definitely sell link again at all time high, which is only like a three X from here at like 53. That's very feasible. Um, and then like beyond that, I think the, it's like, you're in price discovery and um, two FIB extensions is pretty fair game. And that would put it at the lofty $140 level. That would be a 20X from my original buy. And uh, that would pretty much complete my plan for Link. So I'm not selling anything. In fact, I added Link um, yesterday, knowing that like as ETH sends, it's going to also send no problem. So yeah, I've got some really good high conviction things. I think that are going to do just fine. Even if I fall short of my predictions by like, I don't know, 50%, I still do really, really well. So like, and, um, yep. at this, and also at this point, I would say like link 1580 is going to become the support. Um, it will become the new floor because it's like really built up some volume here. And I think like in the, in a future bear market, like even if I have, let's say I get trapped in my link and I'm like sitting here for the next five years in it. Like, I think it'll probably, it could come back to, you know, 1580 a support or maybe like $32 a support. I don't think it's going to go back to like, you know, 10 bucks again or whatever. That's just wishful thinking at this point. So well, I think link, like my position is basically safe in my opinion. So yeah, link for averaging over one partnership every single day over the last yeah, year it's ridiculous like literally over one partnership a day and there was it's it's all based on all the ethereum um i know projects that are coming up that need the oracle and that sort of mm -hmm. shit so they've just got their fingers in so many pies that it's almost impossible to get them out the, yeah, it's, just, it's the most the probable to do really well with relatively high safety. So that's why I have like an outsized position in Chainlink at this this year. Um, I did well in Chainlink last season too. I bought, um, yeah, I used my dad's account because he he was like he was like, hey, I want to buy some crypto. I was like, all right, let's get you some link. So I picked up his link at like I think it was like uh, like fifteen dollars and below, and then I sold it pretty much right at the top when. Um, 
he had developed leukemia around that time and he was like quite literally getting chemotherapy and stuff. And I'm like, all right, let's sell your link. Cause just in case you die, I'm not kidding. Like this is what actually happened. And, um, I was like, let's close out your, some of your crypto accounts because like, let's, cause we don't know if you're going to survive this thing. It's pretty, pretty big deal. And, um, he did fortunately, and he's still here with us today. He's pretty much cured of his leukemia, um, ALL in an adult, uh, which he did really, really well. I kind of shared some of this on space at the time. And, uh, but at the time I sold his, uh, link and it just so happens it's, it was like the top pretty much. And, um, when I, or, or very close to the top. So I sold it and then like, he decided to pay for my kid's college with it. And so like, that's, that was the last link season. Um, and this season, like I picked it up again at about $7. Um, so it's like pure chance that I sold it right at the top at that time. There was no genius or anything like that involved. He was just holding it. I'm glad he, I'm glad we sold it though. Cause it worked out well for us, but, um, picked it up pretty much at like seven to $8 average, something like that at this time. Um, I bought it as low as like maybe six bucks, um, this bear market. Cause I was paying attention and it's gone sideways with sideways consolidation, quite literally for like a year and a half it's got one of the prettiest consolidations you can ever see. So like a measured move on a consolidation like that is easily all time high for link again. And I'd say like getting back to 53 bucks is a given that's three X from here. Even if you just held it to that, sold it and said, fuck it, I'm out of here. You're still doing quite well. I, you know, I think it'll pass it though. I think there's way too much stuff for chain link. Chain link has more achievements in terms of like, you know how in a video game you, achieve, you, you you unlock achievements? They have done more shit than practically everybody. And I mean everybody. Like, if you want a legit crypto project that is not just vaporware, um, Chainlink's pretty much it. And they have, like, the most aggressive business development at this point with some of the most largest companies. Like, people talk about Matic and stuff in their uh, business development. There is no, like, there is no comparison to the amount of money that Chainlink is getting about to get connected to in terms of banking and other shit. Um, they're doing, like, real-world assets, banking, their Oracle thing. The um, They're doing the universal gas token. They've got the CCIP thing, which is basically like IBC, like, you know, it's like a inter-blockchain communication type of protocol where you could mint on one chain and burn on the other and Chainlink takes care of the the bridging essentially so it's like a universal bridge any chain that incorporates Chainlink will be able to bridge any asset that Chainlink connects with a mint burn like it's fucking amazing like the the new projects and new chains and new things that will be built to sort of like take advantage of this will be probably myriad and i think the reality is that you're going to like like Chainlink is an easy buy i mean like no joke. It is like one of the easiest things in crypto at the moment, in my, my, my opinion. Um, as far as like relatively low risk, it's been around since now 2019. It hasn't, nobody's gone after it, like as far as SEC or whatever. And a lot of important banking institutions are like, um, you know, considering various projects with them or are in, are in the process of building out projects that are supposed to play out over the next several years. So Chainlink is like poised to be potentially, and I'm just like, again, it, it, this is just my speculation, but as the next bear market emerges, so let's say you're talking about like 2020, let's say six or something, there's a bear market during that time. It could be a really solid bear market winner by that time. And the reason is because the number of things that they're like building out, uh, many of those things will emerge 
as like narratives and like news around that time period. And so it'll benefit from this bull market, but then timing for all of its big stuff that's coming out will be right along the next bear market. It's done well through all bear markets, though. Um, well, I don't know about that. Bear... <laughs> it, it, it topped out at like 50-something, and then it dumped to like five. So I wouldn't say it's done great. Um, um, the most. You know what I mean? Like it's I mean, the most. I mean, but, uh, going back to like a 90% uh, dump. So. Real world assets. Yeah. I, I got rid of uh, Rio yesterday after mm. listening to a space. It's a, it was a real estate, um, a real estate coin token that invests in real estate. And it just made me think that the real estate market and it's not really ready for it. It's not set up for it because no, it's, it's not, not controllable. All the RWA the stuff is pure vaporware. It's, it's controlled purely... by the court. So I got rid of that. Um, yeah, most of that stuff is just narrative pump. Like you, you buy those things because like, oh, people are talking about real red acid. And then you sell the fucking thing. It's just pure vaporware. Yeah, um, I'm going to two weeks on it. So. Yeah. So, you know, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, if you made a buck on it, awesome. Like, um, but you know, the, Thing to bear in mind too is real world assets is not a fun like narrative like it's not a narrative that like gets a lot of play on youtube or on on whatever like i don't know nobody gives a shit about it like ai okay fun or like i don't know um you know meme coins fun uh store of value okay whatever but like the rwa like when you, the farther you go off the, the the edge of this like space like privacy real world assets these are not the things that are like um, heavily pumped narratives and never have been. Um, RWAs is something that like, it's kind of one of those like picks and shovels type of infrastructure type things that like take a really long time to build, a really long time to implement. And by that time, nobody gives a fuck about them. Could they pump in the meantime? Sure, everything goes up in a bull market. But at the same time, like you get your gains and you, you, you know, move to a store of value um, quickly is a, a rational thing to do because many of those things will not be adopted or be a big deal. Like for example, V chain was a big thing for years and years. They still, if you go on Coinbase, there's like a Coinbase earn section where you can do like little classes and shit about it. It's very funny, but like, I don't think, I don't know that V chains actually implemented with anything. Like I haven't seen it in any obvious, like, and it was for supply chains and whatever, right? Like this is supply yeah, chain, real world doing anything. Yeah. yeah, supply chain, real world asset type of thing. In fact, let's pull it up real quick. Um, I want to see what it's doing during the bull market now. Um, let's see. V, it's VE, VE chain. VET is the token. VET, yeah. Yeah, let's see what's happened with it and like how much kind of, what kind of pumpamentals it has this season. I do uh, like the infrastructure players, though. I mean, that's one reason why I got into another one, R-Weave. Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Infrastructure I, uh, doesn't generally do as well as everything else, though. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, so, yeah, VeChain kind of mooned big time during last bull market. Um, I remember people talking about it a lot. And I remember, like, it was water cooler talk at work and stuff. People like, oh, I got VeChain, whatever. Um, and uh, current market cap's like $2.4 So it's relatively high market cap. Um, so I think, like, last season when it was at a super low market cap, it might have made sense as, like, a giga play. You know, but at this point, 
VeChain, um, you know, like, is it going to deliver on its promises and shit? I don't know what it's accomplished. It's been around since like, I don't know, 2015 and then like, you know, like punched up in like 2018 in terms of like, um, you know, and then like it, it did really well in the 2021 bull market. I just don't know if they've actually accomplished any of their actual shit. Like the VeChain Foundation, they used to talk about like, oh, we're going to be doing like supply chain for Walmart and whatever the fuck else. And I don't know if any of that shit materialized. Um, but it was like, it was interesting narrative talk like, oh, Walmart's going to adopt it. And like, you know, it's going to be like Rolexes are going to or something are going to be tracked with this or whatever. And um, I don't think any of that shit materialized. So um, yeah, the, the real world asset stuff is always like something that kind of pumps a bit. Um, but, um, I don't know. I've never been too heavy into it. Um, yeah, I'm V-Chain. I was, on the side. Let's, hey, let's not forget V-Chain when they were announcing mm. their partnerships with McDonald's, when in reality they would just take their office to eat McDonald's for food. <laughs> Did you remember that? Was, when the CEO of V-Chain, yeah, yeah, they announced on Twitter that they have a partnership, everything pumps, and then McDonald's had to clarify that these guys just... I think they, they didn't do a partnership, but maybe they made an arrangement that maybe that they will go or their employees will get vouchers to go to eat to McDonald's every month or something. So it's like they, they literally signed a business agreement with the local <laughs> like McDonald's, McDonald's franchise. And and yeah. another thing about VeChain, because I, I do remember this. What was it? <clears throat> 218 maybe 217 218 one of their team members was doing full-on QAnon type of speaking in chinese riddles type of thing on 4chan and sort of leaking information but like full-on psychotic level like writing essays every day in full psychotic oh, stuff okay. He's trying to be like Cosmos. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then, you know, like some people right. start doubting and then eventually it appears that he was right about some things. And then they, they found out later that it was like uh, someone from the team doing that. I'm not sure whether the range or not. It's so much sketchy uh, activities from V chain. So and it's, it's that almost makes it. <laughs> and it's, it, it has a perfect, <laughs> it has a perfect Chinese scam vibe to it. Whether they nice. actually have any working product being, behind it i don't know i do remember like you said in 2021 they yeah. or maybe even before they, they 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 started showing some uh, that they were working with fashion brands but in it's 2024 i haven't seen any piece of clothing anywhere at least in europe yeah <laughs> that has a blockchain one supply chain that is actually running the same yeah but uh, i i think you could even dug up it like uh if if i if just sit down in front of a computer to see like where the CEO is talking about the McDonald's partnership and it's him sitting in McDonald's picture. It's ridiculous. That's awesome. That's really good. Um, that's, that's a trick I need to use on my companies. Chainlink is another story yeah. though. Like Chainlink this has, has some meat on the bone with me, Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, like even back then, like a lot of the promises that Chainlink was making, nobody knew that they would, what they could deliver on them right so um it, it looks like Chainlink's made a lot of progress in this respect like so if you're into the companies that are doing any kind of real world shit like understand that like working with real world companies is a gigantic undertaking it needs like substantial teams to coordinate with all that and it's very manpower intense it's like imagine it's like oracle trying to set up netsuite with like a fortune 500 company or something it's like it's a big deal to incorporate these things and um, to incorporate them into like 
previous workflows of big companies. So, um, and this is true of real world assets and shit too. Like, so a lot of this stuff, it's like, oh yeah, we've got this blockchain and you know, da da da. It's like, it's sort of like fetch um, AI. It's like it ran the AI meme and like, you know, the AI narrative, but realistically, like, is it like some kind of game changer for AI? Fuck no. It's like, it's like, it's like, it just connects like a few APIs and things. Um, and it just happens to have an AI ticker and whatever. And people pumped it because like, they're like, oh yeah. Um, with the excitement of between diffusion models and open AI and stuff, it's like, oh, let's pump everything AI. And people, they figured like people would Google crypto and AI and they would buy this thing. And that's exactly what happened. So like it pumped really well. You know, if you bought it, you know, in anticipation of these sort of like narrative plays, you did really great. Um, but like, is it useful or is it mostly just like, you know, hype? It's mostly just hype. Like the market cap is not justified by any stretch of the imagination. And when that's the case, you have to be prepared for giga pullbacks. Like, like when nobody cares about the thing, the, the market cap will drop quite a lot. So fetch is one of the examples where it's like, if you're watching it, um, a good level to sort of be jumping in. If you even care about doing this, it'd be like more like 40 cents. Like right now it's kind of looking at breaking its recent top and it might, but, um, like I picked it up at like 39 cents or something like that. Um, and, uh, so yeah, like it's not something you pick up at the top or whatever. It's you're more likely to lose money that way. Um, if things don't go your way. <laughs> so the other thing I'm a little nervous about too, is like on fetch as an example, it's like making it back to his prior high as far as the charts concerned. And so the chart looks great because all last year it was riding this sort of AI wave. The question is like volume's been drop dropping off a bit. And does that mean it's ready to gig ascend or like dump? That's a big question. Cause as people start seeing other chains start to go up, they might cycle out of these things. Cause like the AI narrative is sort of played out and they like, there are a lot of chain, a lot of coins that like in 2021 look like they were going to beat previous all time highs, but didn't like they got to a certain level and then they petered out and like, I don't know what happened. So, um, I think to some extent you have to understand that like market makers or smart money, they're going to be like, Hey, look, these dorks think that this is going to go to all time high. We're going to put our limit sell orders south of this and exit this bitch. And we can't do it by just market selling because it's going to like dump the chart. So they park these limit orders at these levels thinking you and me are dumb enough to like ride an all time high on a coin that has no purpose. And or is like way overvalued, and then they just use the newcomers' exit liquidity. That's a definite um, possibility. In fact, if you look at Fetch chart, like, like if you didn't know anything else about the general crypto market, and all you saw is its chart now, you're like, uh oh, I don't know. It looks kind of toppy here. It looks like it's ready for a pullback, just like it did in uh, February 2023. So I think it's not a good risk to be picking it up now. Like if you already own it and you want to see if it rises to Valhalla, great but it's not a great risk at the moment to be adding to it in my in my opinion like you have much lower risk stuff in the market Doge you're almost um, hey you're like almost sounding like richard hart he's he purposefully launches his coins during bear markets so it looks like a hockey stick so yeah, when it course. goes up that's he doesn't want to he doesn't want to launch in a bull or as it's going down, yeah. it wants to launch as it's at the bottom. Yeah. You want the, the maximum bottom. number, you want the maximum number of your users to feel rich. 
because the more users yeah. that feel rich, the more that they fall hope. in love with Richard Hart. And the more users that fall in Richard Hart, the more they're going to talk about their coin at the you know water cooler with their work coworkers and everyone goes and buys it. So yeah, for sure, like you're right. Like the right time to launch a coin is in a bear market because the most of your users aren't going to be wrecked. Um, now with heart, there's a whole other dynamic there, but like you get the picture. Yeah, we we, uh, we won't comment on that. But yeah, that, I mean, even uh, legit yeah, yeah. teams should generally launch in a exactly. bear market if they want to. Like, so if you launch in a bull market, you benefit yourself if you're the launcher because like liquidity is high and you can exit there. Um, and you can price your coin at ridiculous valuations and launch, and then people will just ape into it. And then you can basically exit high. If you launch in a bear market, like you um, could do well also, but like you may not have a lot of attention or you might not have a lot of um, uh, people aping in immediately. And, but you benefit the, the holders the most. So this is why like I have a larger position in like Kujira because it, emerged from the wreckage of Terra and the chain launched during a bear market, which means that like the vast majority of users are in the green and happy, right? Like you don't have a huge number of people that are probably wrecked on Kujira. I think the vast majority are doing pretty good now. So if you had Kujira tokens during the Terra crash and you bought at the very top at that point, you're probably still in gain. If you bought any time during the history of Kajira, you're in gain. If you got airdrops, you're in gain. If you're the team, you're in gain. Like fucking everyone's in the green. So like, obviously like, and then on top of that, they have cool projects and, and the UI and UX is beautiful. So it's like, to me, uh, it's one of the um, easier layer one choices um, without a bunch of bag holders. And that means that like you, ha and you have a bunch of people that have been through Terra which these are like people that know how to diamond hand a coin essentially because they've been through everything. So I think like people in Kujira who were previously on Terra are going to pretty much make all their money back that they lost in Terra if they, if they played this right. Like, so I think uh, Kujira hitting like a 10 X from here going to 5 billion market cap is very, very feasible. Um, and uh no guarantees, but very feasible, I would say. To Just have that. for reference, uh, while we, while you were speaking, I literally added twenty five percent to my uh, Kuji. Um, <laughs> okay, not my like, fault. Literally, right it goes down. It's your fault. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, um, I pushed a button. You pushed a button. Yeah, you mashed buttons. You like the video game. Yeah, as everyone as, as as soon as everyone realizes that this is just one gigantic video game that we're all playing, um, and don't take it too seriously, it's fine. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm surprised about? Blame though. me for your. If you come back and blame me for your bullshit moves, then I'm going to just laugh at you. I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to go I'll total sociopath, everybody. I'd never do that. All I'm going to dance on your fucking grave struts. if you go and. Anyone that goes and buys outsized positions and things and gambles their life savings away and then like goes and kills themselves, I'm going to be in the hospital there waiting for you to come like on a ventilator to me <laughs> while I, while I, while you pay me again to, for me to take care of you. My uh, only advice to you is like, to put a couple of, uh, yellow don't stripes do it on that Porsche, <laughs> put a couple of yellow stripes on that Porsche. It, it, it will suit you. I mean, come on. Yeah, I've put more stupid people that have messed around with their lives in pine boxes than you can possibly imagine. Like, I've probably seen about 10,000 people die. If you think I'm not going to just simply just, like, 
watch you pass by in this life. If you outsize your stupid <laughs> portfolio and you, you, you wreck yourself and lose all your money. Are you, you situations in Gaza or something? Will, That's a lot of people to see die. 99% of people on this planet. <laughs> like if you do I something stupid with your money, I lost 90% in uh, Luna. So, uh, fuck. Yeah. You should not I've have been done, there, that. done that. Yeah. Been you should not have that. done that. Like <laughs> you didn't you, like, yeah. You should be at least modestly diversified and you should at least like um, know that whatever you buy in crypto, you should be accepting of the fact that it can go to zero. The, and as long as crypto is I put it in a stable coin. Yeah, not your life savings, in other words. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing. Like in Terra, like I was not in UST almost at all. Like I thought, I mean, UST was interesting and everything, but like. Um, the only reason I was in it for, was for the outsized gains that Luna could provide, not for what any kind of stable or any kind of stable yield. Like, clearly well, all we, of that was high risk. You know, we, so. we got the gains through B Luna uh, while also <laughs> oh, the, the ARBs and stuff, investing yeah. in uh, UST with AUST. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a video game. It's a lot of fun. It was, man. I mean, every fun, single yeah. day I was clicking buttons. He was, what was the, <laughs> exactly, what was the, the daily of buttons. It was a protocol that when you clicked the button, it prism. put it like you got the confetti. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, prism saved my ass. Like I was in Y oh, Luna man. with my Luna um, and prism saved my ass big time. Cause I was able to, I did not have my Luna regular staked. It was liquid staked. So I was actually able to exit like, I think when Luna was like maybe like $45 on the way down, I was able to sell my Y Luna at that point. But once it was yeah, sure yeah, that like the peg y was Luna, not coming back. C Luna? Uh, yeah. Was it Y Luna and C Luna? And... Y Luna and P Luna. Remember you split them up and then like. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a very funny thing. Oh, man. It was, it was awesome. C Luna was like Cunt Luna. It was the one that you held if you were in the <laughs> AMM or whatever. <laughs> just a funny thing um but yeah like no i think uh with all of these things yeah you have to like think about your um I'll always keep in mind your risk profile but i think the thing is like generally you want to get the stuff that has retraced quite a bit um you want to get the stuff that's dumped um and you want stuff in the bull market that has dumped at least i would say like 30 percent um and you really should not be doing a whole lot of breakout trading in a bull market. Why? Because it's really just so easy to buy the 30% pullbacks that like gambling on whether or not something breaks out or not is like just not necessary for vast majority of the cases. Um, there's a few breakouts that I've like played like recently. One of them is Optimism, one of them is Solana, for example. But that's because like these are um, things that are almost certainly going to um, keep moving up in my opinion. So it's like, there's some that you can break out trade more than others. When did you get into Solana for the breakout trade? I mean, that's just pulled back Solana from one, is, 128 down to less than 100, man. So Solana is at, uh, no, the, the FIB level's at 124. And I picked it up at 103 with the intent that it's going to break that 123 level. So I didn't play at the breakout, but like, below it it went to when after i bought it it went to like 127 i kept holding it and then now it's back up to about 106 and i think it's going to go back to all-time high so it's going to break this fib and probably break the all-time high fib 
and sort of move above two hundred sixty dollars. Um, it's still only two weeks, though. Yeah, like I think I think a three x. I my Solana bag. I'm expecting it to go to about north of three hundred. So I was going to sell it at a th- at three hundred dollar level. Um, was my play on this one. It's not a mega bag. I just bought like a modest amount from like modest from my perspective. <laughs> like, and um, I, I'm just going to basically like um, uh, sell it at about three hundred ish. I think something like that. Um, and that's a that's a fairly doable thing like reasons that are inexplicable solana tends to be popular and um its volume at this moment i would put add the relative volume and its like consistent volume is higher than it was last bull market so solana is going to absolutely giga send i don't care if you like it or not it has a lot of attraction for some reason and um i as a trade i think it's very very fair so like i picked it up at 103 I'm pretty transparent about this shit. I don't make up stuff like, and I'm fine if I'm, and my position was down like a little while ago, like it was at $84, right? So it pulled back. I didn't add any to it because I wasn't interested in adding more to it. I just sort of like held it. And now it's back to like my neutral point. And I believe um, I could, I, I believe I could readily sell it at like the 300 level. Now bear in mind, like the next fib level after 259 for Solana, it would be like a nose bleeding, like $670 level. Can it actually get there? If it pulls like an ETH level, like super pump, it's very possible. It could pull an ETH this season. And um, I know some people believe that will happen. Like I think Wabi's into that idea and a few others. Now remember everyone's pumping their own bag to some extent, but like, could it pull this type of thing? Sure it can. ETH did it. Um, there's no reason why it couldn't also. Um, it doesn't have anywhere near the infrastructure and interesting shit ETH does. But back when ETH like did its giga pump back in the day, there was not that much shit to do on Ethereum either. So it's like whatever. It's it's quite possible. Dude, I bought ETH at 160 and I sold it for a three X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, a lot of people did that. by the end. But I mean, when you're buying. 90% of the shit that you're buying, you're buying on the way down. So everything's going to go into the red. It's Yep. If you're buying on the way down, yeah, you, you, you're, the yeah. you're the smart money and you have to live with a little bit of time in the red. But the plus side of that is you are you have a strategy that doesn't involve stop losses and you have a, which are a waste of money because uh, stop losses are quite literally selling low. Um, and you also and don't have to... You don't have to worry about the fees involved and the leverage and whatever. Um, altcoins are already leveraged on BTC. If you're taking leverage on altcoins, you're taking leverage on top of leverage on top of leverage at that point. And so it's not a shocker that you see these wild moves and then people get liquidated easily. Yeah, BTC is now 47.8 at the moment. And I'm going to bet you guys like it's going to go back to all time high. Like no problem. No problem at all. Remember back in 2021, like, you know, these things happen within several months, like of, of compared to compared to previous times that BTC was at 47.8 within three months, you're at all time high again. That's very, very feasible. In fact, you could put a monthly candle and be an all time high by February um, easily, easily. And you're looking at ETH where ETH got to basically five grand. I mm. mean, that's what over two weeks from here. Oh yeah, ETH will get back there. I mean, like, so this ETF thing. Um, so people talk about how ETF is priced in. ETFs aren't really priced in, and the reason they're not priced in is because 
you can you can have a pre-pump of BTC's price that is like the you know kind of the quote unquote priced in, and people put in leverage and like BTC runs. But one thing that already happened pre prior to the um, this is that there was that liquidation event the other day, like what is it last couple of weeks that dumped BTC and killed all the the long positions off, or at least a portion of them. Um, so you got a nice like liquidation event there to start with, and secondly, ETFs. Like these ETFs probably have a certain amount of BTC that's in their coffers, um, but the rest of it, they probably have an arrangement with Coinbase or whoever that every time like people come in and buy the ETF um, coin, that they have to then go to Coinbase and acquire BTC from them at some predetermined price. Now, those that may not actually affect the direct market price because they're not going on Binance or like Coinbase Pro or something and buying this. They're buying it OTC usually, and they've already got like background arrangements. And not only that, but they, that oftentimes they're not going to be the ones custodianing this thing. Like Coinbase in the background is just holding it for them. So the ETF um, ends up becoming like a hodler essentially, and like they're not selling shit, right? They they have to keep their um, most of their BTC, um, and the, you know because they have to always have as much BTC in their coffers as they are offering in ETF shares. So I think I think a lot of people they, forgot that the U.S. It. government owns fifty thousand Bitcoin from that FBICs, and mm -hmm. most likely those will be sold firsthand to all of these ETFs. Well, they've got no. 120,000 uh, Bitcoin, man. It's worth like over $5 billion. I'm not, pretty I'm not quite sure what the precise legality is of, of um, the U.S. government selling that BTC or not. I'm not entirely sure. Because, yeah. yeah, but they could sell, theoretically, I guess, OTC to places. It's billions of dollars. And I mean, that. If, yeah. it, it, it makes much more sense than to sell it on the market. Right. Because right. if if they would decide to sell it and liquidate it on the market, they fuck everyone so hard. Like everyone's gonna right. get destroyed and whipsawed to zero. But if yeah. they have all of these funds who are in bed with the government already, I'm pretty sure you know if we already saw some politicians I'm buying some a, bags yesterday two days ago. Because here's the thing, like if the government wanted to sell their BTC, they could have done so by now. They they might yeah, just have the to, they might execution have to execution issue. I think they they're just too scared to do shit, man. They're too scared to do it. Yeah, the fiduciary like. They don't know what to like, do with the money. What are they going to do with the money? No, they'll just throw it in the, in the in the in the funds of the Department of Justice or whatever. But the point is, like, whatever they do with it, at the end of the day, it's like they might not be able to sell it. I'm not sure what the. I'm not sure if they can, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, the problem with the ETF, I mean, or ETFs, I mean, there's what about nine or eight, nine of them, are all with. Uh, Coinbase, um, they can't have a future arrangement for a fixed price based on people that are investing into the ETF. So there's going to be a there's got to be a bit of slippage there. There's got to be a bit of yeah. They have to. They're going to have to front run the buys before they sell these things to the new user. Otherwise. They're going to have to pay higher for the same thing. Yeah. The other thing is that, but I don't know. Like, having, I don't know what Coinbase's like infrastructure looks like. You might have, like, you might have a situation where the moment you go and click a button to buy an ETF share, at that exact moment, um, like 
you know, you buy one BTC on the ETF and like one BTC goes into the, the vault that is labeled ETF, it's probably all automated in the background. So you, it may actually, because ETF owners, they don't want to speculate on the price of BTC. They want to make money on the fees. They don't want to be an owner of Bitcoin necessarily, right? That's not the point of it. The big point here is the fees on the ETF are actually less than the fees that are being charged by Coinbase. So if I was an individual going and buying BTC no, the, on Coinbase. The, yeah, the fees. Yeah, exactly. So you, it could be end up being cheaper buying uh, BTC on an ETF for you as a u end user. Yeah, especially, I mean, I think some of them are offering. I mean, my fidelity uh, fees are fucking free or something. Free. I mean, yes, yeah, in all seriousness. Free or no, mm -hmm. no, no fees for the first six months and then like 0.25 or half percent. But it's a lot less than what the public actually gets if they're buying straight off Coinbase. Yeah, it's going to be easier to do it uh, via the ETF, for, I think, for a lot of people. Because um, here's the thing, like, mm, you don't necessarily have to self-custody all your Bitcoin. Like, let's say you're a Bitcoin whale and you have a whole bunch of it and you don't want to, like, um, you don't want a taxable event, but you want to trade your trade BTC, right? Like, you can do that now without impacting your primary bag by doing it in the form of, like, an ETF share now. Um, so that's kind of a nice thing. Uh, it, so it has a high utility factor to have that available to people because then they can self-custody some of their BTC, right, and have it as a separate tax lot. And the, if they want to sell and trade some of it, they could have it in the ETF form and, you know, voila, problem solved. So for sure, a lot of people are going to use this vehicle, like, just as a trading instrument. And it's, like, easy because, like, it's available within your regular brokerage account. Um, in fact, let me pull up and see if I can buy some now. Let's just see. Um, I'm going to open up my brokerage thing. Which one's the best one to get, by the way? Anyone know which ticker is like? <laughs> I know HODL is like the Vanek one, HODL. Yeah, Vanek was uh, one that was already available. I, I only saw two or three that were already available, to be honest. Let me try one here. Um, so HODL, I believe, is the Vanek one. And let's see what happens when I push this button here. Um, okay. Um, it doesn't provide any overview or research information yet. They don't know. They don't have like the data in here yet. But let's see if I hit buy. Um, what does it do exactly? Market is, oh, you know what? The market doesn't close open for six more minutes. So I got to wait. <laughs> but I think uh, it'll be, that may be why it's not quite available yet. Don't tell me that they're only going to be open business hours. I mean, fuck. I mean, yes, Bitcoin, that is a Bitcoin thing. Bitcoin runs the whole weekend. Yeah, that's imagine, right. Imagine what's going to happen. I mean, geez, the CME gap is going to be crazy. Yeah, there'll be, it's going to be similar to gaps like CME. Exactly. So you'll same story, like anything that doesn't run on the weekend, you you wind up with these these gaps and things and whatever, which is fine. But the good thing yeah, well, is like people that buy the ETF are much more likely to be hodlers than people that are like fucking around on exchanges, I think. Yeah, but that's that's awesome for us guys that have been around for a while. We know mm -hmm. that they're gonna come back and fill that gap. So we know where it's gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna kill it. 
all of the. Oh, you're saying you can use that. You're saying use that information to your advantage. Yeah, you, you probably could. I don't know how many people still use that CME gap thing. It's like a, you don't see, you don't hear people talking about it much anymore. As far as like, uh, and a lot of the Bitcoin is traded by futures now. Like, I think more than actual spot trading is actually it's futures trading. Uh, no, it's just less. But yeah, there's only two semi or two or three semi gaps that haven't been filled in the entire time of Bitcoin. So it's 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 pretty reliable. Yeah, pretty reliable. I think I, I would agree with that. That eventually they get filled. <laughs> But uh, yeah, a lot of people are using both instruments. They're using the CME futures and they're using BTC spot too. So like the bigger whales and the bigger hedge funds and whatever, they play games with all of these tactics. Like there's nothing like for a galaxy digital, for example, like no strategies off the table, essentially, as far as like where they can get access to the market. All right. Change tact here. Uh, I heard through the and I, I thought I saw in my feed that there was there was going to be something uh, uh, to be able to swap between Monero and Zeph in the wallet. Is that a thing? No, not at all. You have to have a Dex first to do that. Uh, so no, none of that has been created. So we'll see. I'm not sure what what plans are in the works as far as like conversions and things. It is named after you, so yeah. I'm, I'm coming to the source. <laughs> well, oh, um, the meme tree was here a minute ago. Um, I think he uh, stepped away, but he'd know. But no, it's there's only whatever you see officially created. That's all, those are the things that would be added to the wallet. Um, so, like anything that could easily be incorporated, yes. But um, there's not any kind of dex for privacy coins yet at all like i don't think there's one for monero generally there's an atomic swap between btc and um monero that you could use for small quantities but it's not um and i, I don't think people have had trouble with it but there's not a dex per se that would have to be a thorchain fork of kind this is something that we need is a well as individuals to be able to protect ourselves i mean otherwise people are going to know what we've got in our wallet they can do the what's it a, a wrench attack uh kidnap our kids do whatever this is why we need this privacy sort of coin to be able to you know, look after ourselves yep that makes sense let me see here what happened to uh an interesting thing too would be what's happening with the stock market um it looks like pre-market um looks kind of mixed on a lot of stocks. Um, but like if the stock market's going up while BTC is going up, that can be a good sign as well. Um, yeah, there's a fair number of stocks of mine that are climbing. So that's good. So Chef, or Sefie, how fast have you had the Porsche up to? What have you actually got it up to? How fast is what? How fast have we got it up to? Oh, my car? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think we did 140 once. That's about it. I don't want to go to jail. Jesus. I'd like, unless you go on a track or something, <laughs> you don't want to be on a highway doing those speeds. I don't know what that is. And that must be about 230. Yeah. 230? Something like that. Yeah. 130 miles kilometers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
very nice. Mate, when you're traveling that fast, every little bump in the road, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the car can handle it because it's, uh, it's got super low ground effect and like front, front air dam and spoiler and everything. So it can handle quite a lot. It basically has Cup 2 racing tires, so it works. But yeah, you don't want to be on a public road with like, you know, you hit a little rock or something, you die. <laughs> like, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, the braking also becomes an issue. You've probably got decent sized brakes. So, oh yeah, it, it, that, it, that was my biggest issue. I didn't have the yeah. Plus, brakes. it's a mid-engine car, so it can handle quite a lot. But um, yeah, it's like yeah, I don't go crazy with it or anything. The it's interesting, like the 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 um, financing lately is like running like what eight percent or something. So when I first got it, I was like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to pay for this car. I, I went ahead and financed it because like, I'm like, it's, it was right at the crypto bear market primo time to buy coins. Right. So I'm like, I'm just going to use all this money. And, buy. and so I actually just like, I made some multiples on some things and I actually sold those. And I, um, I, you know, I paid for the little financing I had on this thing. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So I, I mean, I paid off the car. It's kind of a interesting little thing. Tidbit. Yeah, I I win the Audi route, and I tell you what, man, it was amazing, absolutely amazing, until I crashed it. <laughs> That's amazing. What, what did you buy? Uh, I bought the S4, uh, Audi S4. Okay. Yeah. It, um... Yeah. Absolutely crazy. I've got one of those, like, my wife has one of those Audi crossover things. And my brother has a, um Audi R8, which is pretty cool. They look good. They, what I liked about the S4 was it was, like, huge horsepower. Uh, Four-wheel drive. It, but it it was a nice-looking sedan. It didn't. It didn't look like a, I don't know, it wasn't a big head turner or anything like that, but you put your foot down and, geez, just just went. It handled like it was on rails. Um, loved it. Until it went over a little crest and, yeah, kind of crashed it a bit. So that's <laughs> crazy. You fix it or what? Uh, no, I, I it actually cost me to sell it. Uh, I wrote it off. So yeah, it ended up costing me money to sell it to get it out of the um, well, impound yard. Um, yeah, only 500 bucks to get rid of it, but shit happens, man. I'm looking at stocks here. Um, I'm getting quite a few alerts on my phone that a bunch of stuff is passing all-time highs or 52-week highs like Google and NVIDIA. Microsoft reached all-time high just now. NVIDIA just reached all-time high. So this is going to be even more wind in the sails of the crypto space at this point. It's going to be crazy. And now everything's going to moon. Yeah. It's just like they, they tapped the brakes so hard with the rate hikes, but there's still so much money out there. You know, it's like... It's going to take a lot more time to actually kind of uh, break this. And they can't break it too hard because they break all the banks on the 
<laughs> and real estate, right? So it's like, <laughs> it's just going to moon. Yeah. Because like anyway. the problem is that um, because of interest rates being so high, like <laughs> investing in real estate is just like hard to do now. So where else are people going to put their money? They're going to just buy stocks. That's it. Parking your money is a, is a stupid, sorry. Um, I mean, just want to say this, you know, parking your money as a private citizen in real estate is just a stupid store of value, right? If you run a business and you rent like apartment blocks or whatever, you rent out and you offer a service, then maybe if you get it for a good price, it's a business, right? But for it's it's not supposed to be like that. You know, look what China did. I mean, they ended up with, it's even crazier. They have like twice the apartments they need, right? So it's all empty ghost houses. And it's the same. In, I mean, one thing is you build too much. The other thing is it just costs too much. It ends up the same way. If it's the interest rates too cheap and, and everyone's like borrow, 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 it's not workable. For them. Well, there was the issue that I had. I I ended up getting a house, uh, put down the put down the deposit, but it was just too much to maintain. So I'm just by myself. I don't have a I don't have a family, kids, or anything like that. So I've downsized to a two bedroom townhouse, basically. Um, and I'm renting out the house that I actually own for. Well, more than the mortgage, and it pays for my rental that I'm living in. So, yeah, just feels a bit weird, to be honest. One day I'll live in it, but at the moment, during the beer market, this is what I had to do. Real quick, somebody just uh, someone give me another ticker here for the uh, ETFs, like so I can see if I can buy it. Um, HODL did not work. Um, it's it's not listed yet quite exactly. Or there's no price information, so you can't actually buy it. Anyone know any of the tickers? Let me see. BTC ETF tickers. Um, let's see. BlackRock is IBIT. Did it open yet? Let me see here. Uh, trade. IBIT. Mm, no, it's not showing up on there. There's one by ARC, which is um, ARKB. Oh, you know what? Fidelity has one. That's actually, that might work well. Let me try it here. That's FBTC, is Fidelity BTC. Um, Fidelity has been kind of a pretty trusted player in the space for a long time. Fidelity Wise Origin Bitcoin Fund. Let's see if that works. Mm, IB, IBIT is, is working for me. Fidelity Wise Origin Bitcoin Fund is on and it's available for $43. Um, how is this thing priced exactly? BTC is like 47K now. Like, is there kind of a premium discount percent compared to previous day open at today's range was 42 to 50. I don't know, 43, it looks pretty good if it's priced similarly to BTC and it's undervalued here. Fidelity Investments is waiving the fee to invest in FBTC starting August 1, something or another. 
All right, I'm going to buy some just for the culture here. Yeah, I bought. Uh, I just, can you hear me, Seth? I just checked. I just checked in uh, into the comments. Or the. Do you uh, know that you're also ETS? paying for management fees, right? Yeah. Who cares? Exit just, entry I, fees, exit fees, management fees, and performance fees. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean for the meme, yeah. But I'm but just at least, trying. At to least, like, the, but the fees are free. If you if you go to many exchanges, you're paying quite a lot just for the trade too. So. No, 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 no. Like, uh, so usually with the funds, mm -hmm. uh, whether it, if they outperform, so the idea is that they should mimic Bitcoin, right. right? Right, right. But if you go to the exchanges, the fees that you pay on exchanges are so negligible. Um, let's say the management fees and a lot of funds. I don't know about this one in particular. I would need to read their uh, pros uh, prospectus, right? But it's, it could be that only for the management, it could be like two and a half percent. So it's for someone to click a button. Uh, uh, then you also, in some funds, you have entry and exit fees and performance depends, you know, whether they, uh, how do you perform, uh, how do you do? But I don't think it's, it's a winning situation for like, I know that you bought it as a joke, but for those who can do it themselves through centralized or decentralized exchanges is always going to be a better option. Here's another, here's another interesting thing about it. Um, I got a warning from Fidelity that it is um, not available um, via your via margin and you have to settle 30 days before and if you use your margin account, like you have to settle 30 days before you can sell. So right now there are some limitations as far as like its utility as a trading instrument. So it's a bit more of a longer hold or moderate term hold type of thing, at least on that particular margin account that I used. Um, probably not a big deal on a regular account, though, but I'm not sure how that works on here. Yeah, well, with the uh, the fees on the ETFs, they're all about 0.5%. Um, they're nowhere near 2.5%. They're less than the actual fees that you would get charged if you were buying it as an individual on the exchange. They're like they're 0 0.5, 0 0.25, uh, the first six months, half of it's, or most of them are like free for the first six months, and then a 0.25% fee. Um, it's, it's pretty reasonable. Yeah, it's reasonable. Should we okay, no, yeah, so if, uh, then, then it's, it's not that bad. Uh, I, I touched the comments, uh, just a, a table of all of the uh, ETFs and their fees and all that sort of thing, if anyone wants to look. I moved some cash into my account there to play. Um, the other thing, too, is like um, an option would be like if I want to sell some of my stock and then buy it. The nice thing is it's right there. And I don't have to send cash to my bank and then send that shit to my brokerage and blah, 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 go in circles. Um, it's a lot faster, uh, if I can just sell some stock every time there's like a BTC dip. Cause one of the problems in crypto historically has been like, it's been hard to trade back and forth, um, <clears throat> and, and have your, like everything in one place so that you can sort of like, let's say you have a stock that moons for some ridiculous reason. You're like, Oh, I'm going to put it into BTC. Um, and BTC happens to be down at the time. Well, great. Well, you can go and sell that and put it in here. Similar to what you, I do with other stocks and things. I'll take stuff that's done really well and like, you know, 
dump some of those winners into something that has like maybe a high dividend or whatever. And, um, you know, like depending what my investment thesis is at that moment. <laughs> and uh, this at least gives you that availability right then and there. It's pretty cool. So I did I mean, for the culture buy one share most, of the fidelity. Most of us have. I mean, shit. I must have like at least at least 10, 15 wallets. Sure. Just, everything's spread everywhere. It's ridiculous. Yep. And uh, BTC just touched like 48K again with this happening. I don't know like how much effect people hopping on to their brokerage funds and buying BTC is going to have on the spot price of BTC in the next couple, couple of weeks. <coughs> but I suspect it could be substantial. I just don't know what the mechanism behind the scenes between what Coinbase is doing, what kind of arrangements these ETFs have had in terms of ETF, like how much, like, did they actually, like, it's possible some of these ETFs already secured a batch of BTC at a way lower price. And so, um, you know, at this point, like the assets those ETFs have probably are in the green and they're getting the benefit from all the fees and shit from trading them. Um, but could but they actually sure. do that? I'm not sure how much they're going to, they actually hold in advance versus like how much Coinbase is going to take off the market as a result of this. Now, the other thing that was happening too is uh, BTC had uh, quite a bit of, um, it had quite a, like very few, little BTC is actually out on exchanges right now. A lot of it's out in individual wallets at the moment. Um, so this concept of whether we're going to have like, you know, a supply shock is certainly, um, you know, certainly interesting. And also just everyone talking about the BTC thing, ETF is going to be like a catalyst as well. Just to sort of think. I just Whether they bought the BTC system. So, oh, 48 and a half. Whether they could have bought it themselves, probably not, but he could have made agreements with another company to buy them at a predetermined price, which is hedge themselves yeah, in a certain way. So there's many no. ways so they could have already played this to already be very profitable in this. They may not have to own any. They may not have to own it. They just have to be able to show that, like, they, the custodian owns it. And therefore, like, their supply may go up and down depending on the demand of the actual BTC. So the minute I buy, you know, one BTC on, um, you know, on the ETF, then, like, Coinbase would assign one BTC to that particular fund's custodial fund or something. You know, yeah, and, and it all happens seamlessly. Would they not have to disclose that in their quarterlies and all that sort of thing? Yeah, they will. Yeah, they'll have to show like, okay, this is how much ETF that we have sold. And uh, it goes with, um, you know, like, these. this is how many shares have been issued as a result of customer demand, and whatever, right? So there's, there's certainly, I'm not but sure exactly how the mechanism works. But previously, I mean, if they've already loaded up, they would have had to have already disclosed that they've got Bitcoin on their books. Yeah, well, they whatever they yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure well a, a company like blackrock can't just go and buy a whole lot of bitcoin and keep it a secret from the shareholders and the quarterlies and all that sort of thing they have to disclose it, it it's well that's part of the u.s law isn't it i'm i'm pretty sure this whole ETF approval process, all of the ETFs are going to have to have the same, follow the same rules. But yes, with like gold backed ETFs or Bitcoin backed ETFs, you have to, someone has to 
uh, have that gold in a vault or Bitcoin in a vault somewhere to be able for you to be able to issue a share. So yeah, it's all regulated and everything. So um, yeah, like if you buy enough of the ETF shares, it will make BTC price go up. Long story short, i.e., like basically this is a deterministic effect, which means it can't be fully priced in because like the money that goes into those ETFs that, you know, it, you can't buy the e ETF until it actually opens. So it's deterministic. <clears throat> so you can't yeah, fully price it in. Yeah, but I'm talking about them front running to be able to yes, but say the, they've been buying and buying and buying at lower even, prices. Even if you front run it. Then yeah. they, they would have already had to have disclosed that. Yeah, but the, even the even the front runners been approved. Well, sure, like wh whatever requirements they had to have in terms of owning BTC, they did it. But um, I don't know if that's public domain knowledge or what yet, or does that come in the next quarterly financial or what? I'm not sure. But either way, um, from from a BTC price action perspective, which is the only thing we care about, um, the reality is like um, the flows that come from that. You can front run however much BTC you wanted to. You had the opportunity to do so the entire year. You could have bought it in anticipation of this. And that's probably some of the reason why BTC is valued what it is. But then there's also the value of BTC after people start buying it on ETFs, which, you know, will add to this. And now, will some of those other people take profits? And they're like, hey, these idiots are coming and buying. We bought it at 20K and we're going to sell now. It's quite possible. Um, <clears throat> but I think the the consensus is that like, well, the potential amount of new cash that could flow in is much, much bigger than anything that could have been front run because there wasn't that much liquidity in the market to push it, right? So like to say it could be front run assumes that there's enough cash, you know, like buyers of BTC and who are going to self-custody or whatever. And that may not be the case. So this is a, you, you, it's not, it may not be possible to front run that kind of money. That's the thing. Like gold was like this, right? When gold ETF opened up, what gold 5X or whatever, so like, you know, <coughs> the current value of gold is based on the fact that an ETF exists. But prior to that, it was not actually possible to front run the value of gold to that level. Like, I mean, you could buy front run as in buy it early, but you couldn't push the price of gold to the level that the ETF caused before the ETF actually opened. It wasn't actually possible. So that's an interesting thing here. So that that's the theory here is that like, BTC will pump as a result of the ETF opening and a bunch of people aping in. I mean, a lot of people like us, you know, like we're probably aping to some BTC ETF just for the fuck of it. I mean, in all seriousness, like I just did. I bought a little bit and I just bought a test share just to kind of see like what it impacts on my margin account or whatever. But uh, anyway, it's it's kind of fun. Apart from what you've just bought, do you actually, were you invested in Bitcoin. I mean, I wasn't. I, no, I think, uh, the, the, the vast majority years ago I was, but yeah, now I'm I'm completely in alts, to be honest. Yeah, BTC like sub 10k was like an interesting play, um, you know, with a lot of return on investment available. Now, like BTC, like what you're going to get a two x or something, maybe. Um, you know, the thing is, I've got stocks at two x. You know, so like, um, you know, whatever. Um, and it also just much easier to get um, uh, much easier to get a good ROI on. In fact, if all you did was simply just buy in the bear market and then like just wait and then, you know, make your 2x, 3x, 4x, 10x, whatever it is, 
even if all you did was made three X's every season, you're still doing really, really well. Like you like, I mean, how many people are making three X every four years in the stock market? Not very many. So I think there's plenty of room. And, and the thing about the altcoin space is there's always new altcoins coming out. Like this time it's Zephyr and other time it's something else, right? Like, so there's always some new thing you can play around in. Um, you could also play around in penny stocks and stuff, but I think penny stocks are actually more dangerous than altcoins in some ways. Um, and they're, and they're more nuisance too, because like, but a lot of penny stocks go to zero, for example. Um, but you can get access to a lot of volatility in penny stocks if you like that sort of thing. Um, a lot of the same principles in terms of trading is concerned, but like yeah. penny stocks are even harder to figure out, honestly, than, than crypto. Crypto, at least we have some alpha because like you can talk to people, you can talk to founders, you can go on their discords and shit. What do you what do you have in penny stocks? You have no alpha. So crypto is going to be the better play generally because of this unregulated market. You can get more insider information on this than you can. And like to be fair, you can get more insider data than you can um, in the uh, in the traditional market. I read an article yesterday where it, um it said that if you had a portfolio that was 98% cash, 2% Bitcoin out of any four-year period since Bitcoin was created, you would be well ahead of anything. Yeah, like Yeah, since it was created, but those articles are just useless for newcomers, right? Like they're it's not true anymore. Like two percent Bitcoin and ninety eight percent cash. Right, and but that's if you did it from the very beginning. The, the New York Stock Exchange. Oh, I see. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because like the the amount that your two percent, your little small allocation gained, was enough to overcome like the usual stock market gain of like ten, fifteen percent a year or something. Exactly. That's why we chuck a hundred dollar or one percent into some moon bag that could do 100x and that's equivalent at the time that you put it in to your yep. whole portfolio i mean yeah yep that's possible um it also depends on what stocks you had too like if you only like if you're like me and you don't buy like all like mutual funds and stuff and you buy more individuals you could still outperform um if you buy the right things at the right time. So I just basically just pick whatever rec chart and I get that. That has, a higher, that, has a, that has a higher, that has a higher, that has a higher ROI than just buying the S and P in my opinion. I've checked but. out some of your posts and I, dude, you buy some random shit, whatever's, whatever's down, whatever's down like 50%, 60%. Yeah, I just go to like there's these, <laughs> there's these like apps, you know, like if you go to if you go to Yahoo Finance or whatever and you have the little section that's like what's the worst downer for the day and you're like, "Huh, what is this company?" and you go look at the company and you're like, "I wonder why it's down." "Oh, it's because of this this and this." You're like, "Ah, okay, that's not an existential crisis. They'll survive it. I'm going to throw a little bit of money into that and get get it." And so the, it's the understanding that like all stocks and things go to oversold and overbought conditions. So fair value is somewhere in between. And when there's a lot of FUD, things go to oversold conditions. And that's exactly when, you know, like um, it becomes kind of like a good speculative investment. Like think about it this way. Even if the company you're buying is shit, it's just nonsense, right? Like maybe maybe it's bullshit, maybe it isn't. Um, when the price goes low enough, some speculators will come and just pump it eventually. So 
you know, it happens in penny stocks too. So if you like any kind of modest brand name stock with a price earnings ratio, if you're in the green, like it's a company with a PE ratio in the like positive, they're at least a cash flow earning business. And if you pick it up all the way to the very, very bottom, you can do okay with those, um, especially if they pay a dividend. And that was the thesis last year was that like all the dividend earning stocks were down, which was like generational buy. So like yeah, end, of last, were... end of 2022, like and early 2023 were basically generational buys on a lot of stocks again. I saw you were buying a lot of stocks that had decent dividend returns. I just see I'm I'm from New Zealand and we don't have access. Are you sure about that? Yeah, the fees just kill it, man. To really? be honest, the fees the fees really really kill it. Hmm. It just makes okay. it not feasible. Um, yeah, I have some foreign stocks like. I have some from Chile and Brazil and whatever else, and and there's fees involved. Um, they get charged to my thing, but the fees are nowhere near how high the dividends are on some of those stocks. So I'm like, it, I just I'm like whatever. I didn't even read the prospectus and shit. I have no idea how much fees are going to be, <laughs> but uh, they weren't too bad, and they just come off the taxable gain anyway. It's just that they, it just like if the dividend is much much higher than the fee, then who cares, right? Yeah, well, we have to pay tax on uh, first. We have to pay tax on the uh, the gain over in the US, and then right. if we bring when we bring it back to our country, we have to pay a further additional tax once it reaches our currency really? as well. Yeah, so wow. we, we don't have that tax. problem. Yeah, we get double taxed, so it's <clears> it's okay. fucked up. It's really triple tax because the corporations have already been taxed once. So, and then they paid your dividend, right? And, <laughs> yeah, well, and then we pay income tax and then we pay GST. Um, anyway, whatever. Um, yeah. So um, let's get back to kind of like the, the trading strategy for today because I think a bunch of new people came. Tank, what are you doing today? Are you, you, you're surviving this um, apocalypse? Thank you there. Yeah, man. I was over here uh, just messing around, kind of did it for the culture, like you said, bought a couple of the ETFs myself. Uh, it's been fun, man. And I just did it for the fuck of it, like you were saying earlier. I just did it to fucking do it. Yeah, make sure it works and like, yeah, they're open and it's real. <laughs> so, um, yeah, everything's like working pretty well. So BTC is 48.5 now, so it's obviously mooning. So I was correct in thinking that like the sell the news thing is bullshit. And the reason is because who in the who in their right mind is going to sell you their BTC so you can get it lower? It just makes no sense at all after an ETF opens. It's like the it's like the one chance to have a giga moon for BTC. And who the hell is going to sell that? You got to be a moron or something. So like, yeah, it's obvious that it was going to go up to me, especially after that liquidation last week. It's like all those like leverage longs that like got knocked down to like forty k or whatever. Um, to me, that was super bullish and for all the coins. That's why like, I tweeted pretty much get everything. Hopefully everyone did because I know exactly what I'm doing with these things. So I was like, um, like you didn't matter what you bought. It would it'd all go up at that point, which is where we are now. So yeah, Tank, how, how, much do you, how, how much time do you speculate is the like getting back to prior high for BTC? Is that this oh, week, I, I, next I, month? Uh, I, I honestly, because uh, I'm conservative with a lot of stuff, but I... I can see it happening less than three months. 
Yeah, I think less than three months is high probability. I think by next month is very high probability just by just by traditional trajectories. These are not even like two months is being like conservative, I would say. I would say like uh, more aggressive would be it happens like um, by next week. Like that would be that would be the aggressive version of this. Now, that that assumes that like people are just gobbling up ETF shares like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, you know, uh, you know it's funny you guys were talking about this. Uh, and and by the way, like, this. you know, you know what tank? You know what a precedent for this is? Do you do you have any idea how high the Grayscale Link Trust coin went? Or the ETF, not ETF, but like Grayscale's like Link, whatever securities they have on there. Oh no, it's supposed wrong. to be priced the same as Link. Link is now fifteen dollars, and that fucking thing went to seventy five. Jesus Christ. So that just goes to tell you, like in the stock market, when something starts going green and people start seeing that, like just people just ape into that shit like crazy. So like when people start seeing BTC pumping and they have all this money in the stock market and they have stocks that are in the green right now with tech stocks making all time highs, like, ooh, maybe I'll cycle into this. There is just that's like a, the world is flooded with excess cash and um, stuff that's overvalued to some extent. So like you'd be surprised, like you could have BTC back to prior high by next week, even it's possible. Yeah. You know, I I, I don't have much time, but I, I just wanted to say earlier, I was listening to you and I absolutely loved it. I know I've been saying it, too. Uh, and I know you've actually been ringing that bell for about a week or two uh, leading up to all of this. Uh, I did a lot of the same stuff with Adam. Like, I, you know, I started unstaking a lot of my Adam because I do think that that could pop really, really quickly to $20, $25. I mean, if you go back and take a look at the charts, whenever we get into this narrative, like the hype phase, the mania phase, that shit's going to pop. And I want it to be, I want it to be liquid so that I can start selling the same yeah, thing. And especially it. anything that's underperformed is going to pop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because and then, everyone's going to be looking for the low risk way to two X, three X their money. Fast. Yeah. You, you're talking about underperforming too. Like, uh, you know, I put out a video the other day where I thought like the cycle or like the dominance phase are going to start cycling again. And then it's great, like Bitcoin's pumping and stuff like that. But like I, I told everybody, watch the ETH. Watch watch what happens with ETH because it's going to rotate now. And people, I don't care what people's rhyme or just, they, they're stupid, right? They're going to go, okay, if Bitcoin pass an ETF, what's the next one that's probably going to happen? It's probably going to be ETH. So they start front running that and loading it. And ETH is doing amazing. ETH is, like I could see ETH in the next couple of months, like Bitcoin, like pop, maybe not back to all-time highs, but definitely popping back up to 3,500 really fucking fast I, so think I, started, pop, I can think it popped to all-time high fast too it's quite yeah feasible. i'm always a little conservative though to be honest in fact like, i think like the entire space the probability this season is like my feeling was that in previous seasons you'd have like a slight front running like by christmas time or october of the happening for the 20 you know for the prior year and then like you'd have this like post happening dump kind of thing like because people had already aped in you know, and, and push the market up too high, too much leverage, and you'd have this like crash. And then, of course, last season, we had like the COVID crash at the same time as the sort of happening, you know, time period, and the whole thing went to shit, right? So like, the thing is, this, the, the presumption oftentimes is that the same thing's going to happen again. And of course, you know, what happens usually is the opposite happens. So charts almost never look the same every season, like they just don't. So whatever it looked like last season, you could be certain it won't look like that again, almost, almost like with certainty. And so that being the case, you go, okay, wait a minute, like if previous times you had a crash around this time, the opposite of that would be just a gig ascend at this time. And you front run all of retail long before they get a chance to arrive. You break all time highs of everything. I mean, like everything within a few months. And then by the time retail comes along and or not retail, you know, like it's not like we're on our retail here. But like the point is, like before newbies come along, 
like, you know, you've already sort of like eked out most of the gains and they're just here picking up the like tops essentially, which, you know, that's who the newbies, that's what the newbies do every time. Anyway, you, they come and buy the tops. Um, and they're sort of the exit liquidity for everyone that was there for the beginning of the bear market or whatever. Right. So that's just kind of a normal process. And they become the new bear market buyers the next season after that. And after they get wrecked, that's just normal. Same thing in the stock market. Um, it's just life in the in finance and there's nothing to do about it. And I think what will happen this year is that like with, between the ETF, between having coming, and between a lot of retail thinking that crypto is a scam because of all the different crashes last year, um, I think retail comes late. And I think like the big money will sort of move early. Things pump. And um, you're like newbies are going to not get a chance to get in here and um, like not as not at low prices, because why would we want to be able to let them have it at low prices? Like it makes no sense. So like you're, you're everyone's buying in early. And I think like things just send is my suspicion. I don't know. We'll see. That's why like 70% of Bitcoin hasn't moved in over a year. We're yeah, that's right. We're just we're waiting to dump on the. Retail guys. Yeah, really last time I bought BTC was once under it 150, 120, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, last time I bought BTC was under 18K. So that just gives you a reference for where I'm at. Like, you know, so we, anyone who's been paying attention, like during crashes, um, you always pay attention to market during crashes. Always, always, always. No matter how much pain you're in, no matter what the fuck's going on, you ignore all that shit and you must, you must pay attention during like crashes. FTX crashes. And the Luna crash combination was a big, um, big time to be really paying attention. The unfortunate problem is a lot of people um, were uh, kind of like heavily invested and got caught off guard on the super cycle theory and basically got wrecked and they didn't have enough income or whatever to buy the bear market as aggressively as they could. And that's why I think like we had a long bear market. It like, you know, it took almost like. 18 months for Chainlink, for example, to come out of consolidation. Why? Because nobody had any money. And a lot of the leverage player, players and big money also got wrecked. So it's like it took time for everyone to make enough money going to work or whatever and then bringing that in and then kind of playing again. So that's usually what happens is that like when, when the market gets wrecked that much, it takes a while. I was one of those guys that just got completely wrecked with Luna. Was a fucking idiot. Um, yeah. And it took me a long time to be able to start DCAing. Just yeah, although like some of the folks that so have been DCAing in the bear market have like got things at extraordinarily low prices, right? Like, um, and have already sort of done substantial multiples with relatively low amounts of money and recovered a lot of their funds already. So that's the funny thing about the bear market is you don't need to put in that much and it goes up by like, I'll give an example, like Akash is now at like $3 and you know, what is it? Uh, you know, three twenty or something. Uh, it was like 20 cents at the bottom of the bear market and it's been rising for the whole last year. Um, it makes you, it difficult to buy now though. That's the thing. You're like, it does. Yeah, it it's does. Already, it's already TNX. Oh God. Right. I'm, well, it makes it difficult I, I for us to buy. Now I'm paying $3. Damn. It, yeah. It makes it difficult for us to buy things. Cause we're like, Hey, everything's overvalued now. But at the same time, it like the newbie has no idea what they're doing and the newbies aren't even here yet. They'll come after BTC breaks high usually. And by that point, what the reason why they'll come here is because like many people, even the like late comers, even people that buy now will by then have 10x many of their bags. 
or, or at least 3X them. And what happens is they, they become like the new shillers, right? They go talk at the water cooler, talk with their friends and family. Next thing you know, like people are buying at that point. So, you know, and then after BTC high break, you're almost going to get a bunch of people buying BTC at that level as well, like just like every time. And that will run things up. So like there's plenty of time to go. Um, so I don't think like we're too late. But I did like the reason I picked up Litecoin and Doge and um, Adam today is because I felt like they have underperformed so far. But at the same time, as BTC rises and rises, they're such low risk positions, relatively speaking, that like even if they two or three X and I sell them, whatever. Who cares? Like, it's just not, it doesn't have to be, everything doesn't have to be a 10X. Some things you can get larger positions in something that you know is going to be at least a 2X, almost for sure, and is relatively low risk because it's proof of work and you just buy some and just let it ride. So that's why I did both LTC and Doge yesterday for this for this exact purpose. Kind of. And fair. so what, what are your DGN players, man? I Ziff, obviously. Um, by DGen, I have like I think most people when they talk about DGen, they're like talking about more leverage plays. I don't, I'm not, I don't have any leverage. Uh, um, no, but no, not, uh, I'm not talking about like leverage. my higher, I'm, I'm talking like uh, obscure, like under under a hundred fifty million dollar market cap sort of thing. Yeah, I think the the most recent stuff I bought was I got I've got some Levana, which. Um, um, I got a bit wrecked on cause I bought it a bit high and I, and I picked it up all the way to the bottom. Um, and, um, that's LVN on, on Cosmos and it's that per perps platform. And I think it'll, it'll pick back up again. Um, and the other small market cap thing I have right now is, um, of course, Zephyr, which I think is going to do great. Um, I also have, uh, Kujira, which is still a relatively low market cap. It is about 500 mil at the moment, four and a half dollars. I think it'll do great. Um, I'm a little bit less enthused about the, the AI slash utility token narrative. Like I think, uh, they're okay, but, um, like the reason I bought again, like I bought Doge and Litecoin and, you know, Adam yesterday was because I felt like their immediate, um, upside looked really strong. Uh, and if you look at LTC's chart right now, I was correct. It had had a nice little wreck, train wreck. And, you know, I'm up like, I don't know. I'm not even sure right now how much I'm up on it. Let me see. Um, but um, I'm up at least 10, 15% since yesterday, which is good. So you're so telling me you have no exposure have to extraterrestrials. No, um, I, I so yeah, I'm up 10% on Doge and LTC from my buy yesterday, which is a great, like simple buy. And I think it's going to break its recent high of 79 bucks. And I think LTC will head to, I think it'll pass the bear market high, um, which was the $98 fib level. And I think it will go to 129 ish. So I put a sell order of Litecoin at 129. So and that's a move from seventy four dollars to um, to that level, and I think it can get there. How fast? Um, well, by historical context, if you look at how fast LTC last season got from this price to there, it went from like around November twenty first. It took maybe to about um, February seventh. So we're talking about a several month period. So I think within three months. I'm going to clear my Litecoin at about a 2x, which I think is a fair 
fair bet. So that's a much easier way to sort of make a multiple than waiting for BTC to 2x or to take leverage on BTC or whatever, right? And, and LTC is basically a proof of work. So it is not going to go to zero, you know, like it's not going anywhere. It's not a security or anything. It has no FUD. It has nothing, right? Like, so it's it's an easy multiple. And then basically take that and then you say, like, what would I degen into? It depends. Like, if when that 2x is, I sell it and I see better opportunities for, like, maybe a 5x or something, like a really degen, now I have this, like, money that I've already, like, 2x'd and then I can play with that and do something with it maybe so i think doge and ltc are good for this purpose like they're not going anywhere and doge is like i said before like it's a little bit different thesis um and that is that like as soon as elon musk tweets something about doge one which is a satellite being shot into space that could be in the next few months um then um then it will immediately pump and i can probably hit my limit order and sell it quite quickly and make an easy like 3x on doge i think so the my doge sale i bought it at like 70 cents it's at i'm not i'm sorry seven cents or so it's now at 8.5 cents and i think i'll be able to sell it at 19 cents or so uh maybe 26 cents um I, I, it depends like I'll see what it's doing around that time period. But I think uh, I put a limit order in for 19 cents to make a quick, like almost three X on it. And I think I'll hit that almost for sure. You seem really, really bullish on basically proof of work coins, man. Um, this no, I'm just I'm bullish on the fact that those coins tend to travel when BTC runs and when retail shows up. And I would think that retail is going to be showing up in the next few months. That's right. why I'm so, focused on that. Not because of proof you, of work specifically. You seem to have a or you seem to have a post a day or so ago. Um a little bit cryptic about autism, about what's gonna be happening there and to get in. Um there's only seventy people in here. Any chance that you could just give us Oh, autism the coin a little bit of uh a little bit of an insight as to your thinking there? Um, well, autism is uh, like Bruce's project, which uh, is um, going to be fun. Um, but it's basically his like, you know, proof of virtue concept where it's like you only give away autism tokens to people you like or something like that. And, um, and that helps with the token distribution and stuff. It's, uh, it is listed on, uh, coin gecko um midas and him got everything listed and everything um it um will probably tie in a bit to injectives price action because it's paired with injective um and um if injective people are rich they'll tend to buy the meme coins and stuff on injective right now it's like fallen to i think um like about a penny and it didn't it's, fall uh, much. Yeah. what's that it didn't fall. It didn't fall much, though. No. Yeah, it's like one point three cents, and um, it doesn't have the market caps and everything listed here. But it's pretty low market cap. I think it's like under ten million here. So it's mostly for entertainment purposes only. Um, if you like meme coins and like to play, get yourself some. Uh, uh, but, it's only about five million now. Didn't they give like fifty five percent of it away? No, fifty five percent of it's burned. Yeah. 
Oh, you're burnt. So yeah, so, you, yeah you, you destroyed it. It's so. only yeah, it's only about four and a half million at the moment, I think. Yeah, whatever the circulating supply or whatever. Anyway, it's just it's mostly for fun. No guarantee of price action. Um, and uh, the lower it goes, the better because then more people get it. So the co- the goal initially of any new coin is distribution. It's not price action. So, but you did put out a tweet or you did put out a post um, alluding to something. Um, I think that was Bruce that did that, not me. <laughs> I'm not sure. sure it was you, man. I, well, I'm a hundred percent sure. Alluding to what? Like, I don't know. No, no, there was something. It, it was just. It, it sounded like there was, uh, I don't know, something behind it. Oh, oh, yeah. I said kind of like there's secrets I know about it that you don't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like it, maybe <laughs> it's going to get listed somewhere, or it's going to get. Um, I don't know. No, I can't. I can't I, say anything I, I except that there's like more that to come. It might get paired with Z yeah. or like no, Z no, no, no. I, I, it's more just <laughs> like something, something crazy like that. It's more of Bruce's it's shenanigans. Like, wow. like it's no, it's just some of the stuff he's preparing. That's all. There's going to be more interesting stuff coming. That's all. So it's not. It's not some kind of like pump and dump or something like that. So it should be fun. Uh, Bruce wouldn't do a pump and dump, man. He's too virtuous. Well, first of all, like he follows everything I say. So all his positions are in the green and he's rich. So like the, the reality is, is that like he doesn't need to do them down <laughs> like, because he already has plenty of money. Uh, it's a very solid thing. volume, I have to say. Like it's but, what, 50K a day, 50 to 100K a day on something yeah. that just started. People keep playing on it. Yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah, anyway, so, um, yeah, if people have any other uh, questions, anything else, feel free to ask. Um, hey, man, I have a quick question. That's stuff that's interesting out there. I have a question about Cosmos. Go ahead. Uh, we're now looking into different models to start to start a DAO because we're still, like, in a pre-sale stage, so we're still open, and we rejected Ethereum. We're looking more on the Solana thing. Uh, how does Cosmos stand by it? Because we're looking for a very simple... We're not looking for any new technologies. It's just simple voting mechanisms, uh, okay, elective yeah. uh, votes, so want, electoral votes, and what profit you might, sharing. What you might enjoy is... Um, so there's a couple of options. One is... Um, Enterprise DAO. So I would use, I would look at Enterprise, which is on Terra. Um, the new Terra station V3 wallet is amazing, by the way. So I think you will like how easy that is. It's no cost to you to produce, like to deploy. Honestly, you can just start looking at it and deploy something as an experiment just for fun. If you'd like, um, you can go see. What Enterprise DAO, you said, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And it's basically DAO infrastructure on Terra. The other infrastructure for that is on Juno, which is DAO DAO. Um, which Tank would know because he was here a minute ago. The problem with Juno is it's got like, it doesn't have like a useful DEX right now. So it's really fucking irritating. Um, So until they get their shit together, I would say Enterprise is a really nice choice. Um, Lion, one of our friends here, Ryan Lion, created Lion DAO on there and um, has been having good success with that as far as like, um, but you can have, it has like treasury management tools for different assets. It has, I don't know, whole, all sorts of cool shit connected to it. And the enterprise folks are like TFL building that. And uh, so I would definitely look into that. Certainly free to do it. So it's like you, ha- you lose nothing, basically. You can float a token immediately. Like you can, you can set up a DAO in like, I don't know, 20 minutes or something. It's pretty cool. So you don't have to have any coding skills, nothing, right? You can have a coin created and the whole nine yards right away. Definitely check it out. 
let me know what you think after you play with it. It's pretty cool. They, they added a lot of shit too. Like I haven't, Ryan knows the most about this. So if you want to know, uh, look up Ryan Lyon, R-Y-A-N-L-I-O-N. And he's like an expert at using the thing because he, he kind of has been using like his little sort of meme coin slash treasury slash DAO kind of combined in one. And they also have like NFTs connected to their thing. I don't know if the NFTs like give special privileges on the DAO, but there's all sorts of cool stuff where like, um, you, I think you can tie NFTs to it. You can definitely use cross-chain assets with Lion with, so on Lion DAO, uh, Enterprise has created the possibility that you can use IBC um, assets and your treasury for your DAO can have different like assets of different layer ones. Um, so you might want to look at Lion DAO and look at what their treasury looks like and you'll get a sense of like, what kind of cool shit you can do, but it's quite amazing. Um, so TF like the Luna, he's like, also an OG Luna guy. Yeah. So yeah he's been around him. with us for a long time. Yeah. So you can trust him. He's a good guy. Um, but, uh, you, the, um, but you don't have to trust him at all. Like he'll just tell you what the, the thing does and enterprise DAO allows you to like create a DAO of your own. Um, like you could go on there and start one right now if you want, like it takes five minutes. There's nothing yeah, to I'm it. reading up on. Uh, I'm reading really up the cool. medium. It seems so so simple. It's super it's simple. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. meant to be like yeah. You just type how many tokens you want to have. You type in how many, um, like you know, uh, whatever. Like you know, <laughs> like which which are the users or which wallets are the part of the you know multi sigs and whatever. It has a lot of nice tooling all set up for you. It's very easy to use. That um, saves a lot of time, and uh, oh, I guess yeah. for, for for us, it's also very important because we have our own devs, but you also need to outsource some people. And then, right. even if you have your own and outsource, you need to run at least two audits because you will run one audit. The auditing company yeah, might be behind thing, something. The simple thing about it's, enterprise is that like you don't have to do any auditing things because they've already done all that stuff. And it's TFL builders, and they're fucking amazing, so they know what they're doing. Um, so that that's all set. And then the other nice thing is you could immediately, like, if you have liquidity that you want to pair with your coin or something, you can list it on Astroport right there on Terra. And, um, it makes it quite easy to use. And Astroport is multi, uh, L1 compatible. So what the cool thing about that is like, let's say you have some people on injective, and they want to buy, you know, get involved. They can just basically connect on Astroport both via the Injective and via Terra simultaneously and basically like cross-chain transfer any assets and buy your coin. Um, so Astroport is really cool in this manner. Um, so yeah, Astroport.fi is like where you'd put your token most likely. Um, and that's a good experience as well. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. Um, definitely look into it. It's be a lot of fun. in like Taoism, there's this principle in like Taoism where it's just like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's just like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, inevitably it kind of starts to happen. Tripping on the bird app, listening to nerds slap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly, they just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up their bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preach an open sauce, but don't listen to the code, and now it's mutiny community uprise. There's no 
more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking west side shit, needle and noose. Sticking with my armory, yam, beta, and bruise. Repping psychedelic artistry, believing the truth. Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM fam. Really? Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a clear no. They started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, the shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we'd call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit Preachers pretending to be teachers Y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rap fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat Now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you it would be like don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might cost, might cost us a lot more than, than what can be gained game. by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Ten spaces.